This is the MLW Radio Network. Death and hatred to mankind. Poisoning their brainwashed minds. Oh, Lord, yeah. Time to start your day the right way with Front Row Material, starring ECW legend Jerry Lynn and Mikey Whitmer. Now, let's welcome your host, Mike Freeland. What's up, fuckers? Here's Mr. Mikey Whipwreck <laughs> in the Front Row Material studio. Man, that is so slick looking. It is. Wow. I'm professional. You are professional. <laughs> you are professional. You are clearly. And I'm gonna get my coffin. Oh no! Here it is. Oh no! Don't! Oh my god! For everyone who who cannot obviously see this, uh, Jerry Lynn makes himself very comfortable during recordings, and uh, maybe a little too comfortable. Let me get comfortable. <laughs> We don't want my stick. <laughs> oh, Lord have mercy. It's good to hear your voices. How are you guys doing? The good. coronavirus is killing my dick. <laughs> Jeez. It's not a it's not a good thing. No, it's terrible. Oh man. So the coronavirus is, is, is affecting uh, the love life, can I assume? Oh, <laughs> Is, 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 is I'm feeling better of, now. <laughs> is, it, is it part of that social distancing? I think so. Oh, God. I think I think it's a convenient excuse. Is there that what's go. going on here too? Oh, and I thought it Probably, used to maybe. be. I have a headache, but no, it's more than that. No, it's social distancing. I got I got the Rona. <laughs> what a work! What a work! Dun, 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 dun. My Corona. Dun, dun, dun. Oh man. Mikey, you know, it's a shame people can't see this because you do look professional. Uh-huh. You look super professional at what what the fuck do you think this is? I don't know. I mean, well, look at Jerry. He's taking his metamucil and in his pills as he it lays does down have in a, bed. That, that glass I was gonna say it has like a bit of a, a yellow tint to it. You better get that top water checked. <laughs> Got some iron into iron into pipes. <laughs> hold it hold it, Jerry. Did you say that's wine? Yes. You're drinking wine out of a pint glass? Yes. What else would you drink it out of? The fucking stupid wine glass? Well, I'm we just saying. Have, we don't have big enough wine glasses. We Ours are too small. So. Oh. Hold on. I'll be right back. Don't FedEx it to you. Oh, no, he's a... legitimately getting up. Oh, he'll be back. He'll wow. have one of them 32-ounce beer mugs full my, of wine. My goodness. Uh, among the many topics that I'd like to discuss tonight, I want to talk a little about Danny Doring as well. I'm sure uh, Mikey's heard about this as well, but uh, I want to get his take on this. Now, what did you said something on Twitter about something earlier, and I can't remember what it was. Uh, you mean me? Yeah, you. Yeah, uh, the Killer Hornets. Yeah, no, there was something else. I don't know. Killer fucking Hornets. Yeah, we're going to get into Killer Hornets, too. Oh, my oh, gosh. Wow. Oh, oh, my. <laughs> do it. I do it. Once again, for those who uh, who cannot see this, uh, 
Mikey and Jerry are both on uh, camera with me right now, and oh my, <sighs> Jerry's drinking, uh, is it Pinot Grigio? Uh, he's got his yeah. Pinot Grigio. Can you see that? You can't, I can see that. You're drinking some, some barefoot. Oh, uh, does it disappear on you? It does yeah. disappear. It does. That's, I'm a fucking magician. I'm going to make it disappear. <laughs> I'm really going to make it disappear. Watch this. <laughs> Oh, oh, I have, wow. I have never seen someone, oh my dear Jesus. I've never seen someone chug a bottle of wine. I am watching it now. Well, you forgot to say Hocus Pocus. Or Abracadabra. I'm a lightheaded. I would be as well. Jeez, you know, it looked like you were humbling uh, Andre the Giant there for a second when you uh, you had your mouth open and we couldn't see the bottle. Bit of a horse cock. Bit of a horse cock. Uh, I wonder how that all went down, too. I mean... Smooth like butter. Uh, like butter. Like butter. Did we talk about the uh, the, the, the Land of Lakes Jerry, situation? You, Jerry, you look like a fucking lobster. Jerry oh, does look I like got, he's got a lot. I got a little sunburn today. Yeah. Look like a, lo- a lobster. <laughs> <laughs> I look like a red lobster. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. Yeah, I got a little little torch today. You look like an old man from Florida who's been out in the sun since 1961. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, I probably have as much over the course of my career. Holy shit. Well, yeah. you know about those exhibition guys. No, what about them? I don't know. Is this, is this about the manscaping? No, no, we're not. We haven't even gotten into that yet, but we'll, we'll get there. We'll oh, get there. Boy. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Mikey has talked to me about his manscaping before. We're going to talk about that. He uh, what? He and I have had some conversations <laughs> off the air about uh, just just general things, you know, manly things. We've talked about stuff like that. Oh yeah, yeah manly fuck. things on a manly ship full of manly men. Oh man, um, scurvy. <laughs> scurvy. Excited to be coming back into your earbuds, your your pods. What are those new things called? That people are wearing. They don't have the cord on them anymore. They're made by Apple. Mikey, you're up to date with all the technology. What are those things called? Earpods. Earpods. Airpods. Airpods, yeah. Airpods. A couple they, hundred bucks. Gee, a couple hundred bucks? Yeah. And the batteries aren't replaceable. So when the battery goes to shit in the last five minutes, you're fucked. Buy yourself a new pair. Oh Apple my does that God. to everybody. I can. Apple. It's like when they came out with the new cell phone, the old charger cords didn't work anymore. You had to buy a new charger cord. But people continue to buy their product. And because it's generally good. An outlet for the uh, the plug-in earpods anymore. So you had to buy the AirPods. So yeah, well, they, they really stick it to you. That's a lot like my uh, prostate tickler. It, it, they changed models from 2000, I want to say 9 to 2010. The adapter changed, and therefore I was like, I'm out. I'm out. It happens. It just happens. Is it battery operated? Uh, no, it's got a cord. I couldn't opt for the, uh, the manual. It's got, a hamster, it's got a hamster on the wheel. But I, <laughs> I tell you what, man. Woo! That's all I'm going to say. Oh, um, boy. I, I want to talk to you about this, Mikey. So I am a big fan of the shoot interviews. And I know over the years, you guys both have participated in shoot interviews. 
Mikey, your shoot interview that you did. They're all bullshit. (laughs) I don't know if any of them are legitimately actual factual or if it's just for entertainment purposes. It depends if someone's looking for one last run with a company or not. Okay. Well, let me tell you something, brother. Seven foot five, 500 pound giant, brother. (laughs) (laughs) I'm, I'm sure he's looking for one more run somewhere. Wink, wink. You never know where he may pop up. Um, just hopefully not in your neighbor's wife's bed. But what I wanted to say was <laughs> Danny Doring made a comment, and I'm sure oh, you've heard this before. Here we, here correct? We go. You, you've heard the Danny no. Doring comment, no? Nope. So Danny Doring was doing a shoot interview, and this is old news, so this is nothing brand new. But anyway, he was kind of talking about what you had mentioned on a prior episode about how Paul, after he came out of the House of Hardcore, were pitching – gimmicks for him and he was supposed to be your little brother correct awful yes and you basically very politely said i i don't think that's going to go over well i think we should just let it go well doring says well here's here's the fucking thing yeah paulie did what he wanted so even if i said no paul goes no we're going to go with it i would said okay right so i didn't have like veto power like i was some fucking veteran like rvd status so i'm not doing that (laughs) (laughs) so you you didn't have you know as far as being on the roster you didn't have the ability to say someone under me can or cannot do something correct okay so what he was saying is you were in charge you were the head uh ring crew guy is that is that actual correct information you were the head dude yep he said that you took liberties with people bullshit but what, what kind of liberties I don't know. I'm 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 asking you. Um, I never that... beat anybody up ever. Okay. So I rode them. Right. Because I was told by Perry and Taz to treat them like shit and make them earn it. Okay. So I was a fucking hard ass and probably a bit of a dick, but that's because I was told to. But it wasn't <clears> anything <throat> out of the ordinary. Not really. Right. Back then, no. Right. So maybe but, it's just a situation of. Uh, so here's here's the thing. So I could I could make make Chetty's and Roadkills and Danny's lives a little difficult, or I fucking have to deal with Taz and Perry. <clears throat> Good point. Which one am I going to take? This is true. Mikey, brother, come to school a little early tomorrow. Uh, okay, great. <laughs> We want to throw someone through a wall. Well, they talked about that. Evidently, uh, I guess Taz suplexed somebody through a a plaster wall, and his feet were dangling or something to that nature. Uh, He was pretty pretty tough on guys as far as the the training regiment was concerned. You know how I am. And, Jerry, you know how I am, too. I don't really give a fuck about anything. Right. I was never into status. I was never into me making myself – be better than anybody else or being a dick. I just like to go and I like to goof off. I like to have a good time. And that's the end of it. That's why you and I get along so well. That's what I do. I was under orders from Taz and Perry and obviously from under, not obviously, but it was also under director from Paul E to make their life difficult, make them pay their dues and make them earn it and to be a dick. And there are times where if I was not being a dick enough, then I would get fucking called into the office and told I'm being too easy on them. 
because they wanted everybody to quit. Whether it be from the training they couldn't fucking handle it or they couldn't handle the, the, the style or they couldn't handle the road. Paul wanted everybody to quit the school because he wanted the school to have a reputation of being, holy fuck, ECW. You made it out of ECW. You're a fucking badass. That's what he wanted. I could see that. I mean, many, many guys got beat up <laughs> and, not by, and not by me because that was not me. Well, okay, stay with stay with the whole conversation of training because I, I'm fascinated by this. So the whole Bill Demont situation, you know, obviously you knew that back down in uh, NXT back in the day, Bill didn't have exactly um, the best relationship, we'll call it, with some of the talent. Do you think that's a case of a trainer going too far, or do you think it's a situation of, man, you guys really have no idea what you're getting into. This is pretty much part of the course. Um, it, it depends. Yeah, I was like, gonna say I, I I didn't I was I never saw Bill in that situation or in that role, so I don't really know, and I don't honestly I don't know the stories. Right. You know, I I think sure. maybe a couple of years ago I was told, but I don't I don't fucking know. I don't know for sure what went on there, but some of the stories I heard, you know, were unnecessary. But uh, reputable reputable schools years ago always were very hard because they weeded out who really didn't want it. And they made you uh, respect the business and respect other people. And so they, you know, they were rough on purpose, but not in a abusive type of way, I should say. Okay. I just always wondered, you know, as a fan, you know, you hear these stories about, what people have gone through and I'm sure Jerry, none of that kind of crazy stuff happened when you were uh, up in Minneapolis with, uh, with Brad Rangans, correct? Well, you know, he didn't abuse us or anything. I mean, he stretched us and, and Worked made it like a dog. He, oh yeah. I mean, he, he taught you to respect the business. He taught you to respect the veterans. He, uh, he weeded out, who didn't really want it because he didn't want to waste his time. And I mean, he made you uh, respect a lot of the, like the submission holds. Then that's where the stretching you came in to play. I mean, he, he made you realize that, you know, certain submissions, you're either going to tap or you're going to get your butt to the ropes and not sit there like a rest hold or something because they really are, moves that can really break limbs you know but uh it was just you know and i don't regret it one bit i'm glad it was rough i remember hearing a story that uh al snow talked about uh training with uh, Ole and gene anderson and how that was uh that was hell on wheels had either one of you guys had any interactions with either Ole or Gene Anderson before or heard any stories about the way they trained people? No. I've been I've, in I've, locker rooms with Ole, but I hadn't heard any stories about how he trained people or anything. And I've always said hello like once or twice. But he always seemed kind of... Cranky? Happy. Yeah, cranky. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, that was the other thing I was going to get to. Every single time I see this man interviewed, you know, he seems like he just hates the world. 
do you think that's just his personality or do you feel like he's just jilted from the industry? Both. Yeah, probably both. But I don't know how he would feel jilted from the industry. Eventually, I mean, I don't know. How would he feel jilted that no one would hire him as a booker anymore or what? I mean, I would consider his contributions to wrestling fairly successful. Would you both agree with that? I mean, yeah. I mean, he did a lot. I mean, he was looked upon as one of the main focal points to run companies. So I don't see where he would be upset about that, but I don't know. He just seems very, very upset. And it's like, where is that originating from? But I guess the the business changes. And either you adapt with the business to a certain point. Or you don't. Yeah, that's true. If you don't, you get left behind. Yep, you sure do. Is there anybody that comes to mind that you think about when – okay, maybe that's not the best way to start it. Can you pinpoint a time period where you could see there was a change happening and there was – it definitely – there was one people on one side and one people on the other. And the progressive people said, come on, you got to go with it, and the – the more established, if you want to call them that, just did not want to, to budge. Would you say that was during the ECW era when the realism became intense, where people thought it was going too far? Well, it's a couple. For me, it's a couple of times. You went from, you know, the late seventies, early eighties, and then Vince came in and started making it more of a an entertainment show, spectacles with gimmicks and things like that. So you had that transformation at that point. Then you had the mid-90s again, where it transformed again to, like, the Attitude Era, the ECW, you know, NWO-type era. So there's been a couple times it's it's changed a bit. It's interesting, because I think... T.L. fucking Hopper was not going to make it in ECW (laughs) in 1995. (laughs) Now, the Dirty White Boy may have made it in ECW in 1995. But that whole type of cartoony thing was really starting to go out the window. Right. And it, it was dying out anyway. It was getting really fucking stupid before ECW even got hot. It was. All that cartoonish stuff kind of turned me up to watching it a lot. Would either one of you guys, and obviously I know money money talks and bullshit walks, but if they would have came up to either one of you and said, we want to give you a big push, we want to give you a big run, if you were to be Jerry, for example, let's say you're um, – Put me in a fucking tutu and call me Pretty Pink Pig. I'm ready to show up. So I know where Mikey's coming from. So the answer to you is if they want to make you a caricature, you're cool with it. Just make sure the check's clear, right? Depends on how big the checks are. Because if they did something really totally silly and stupid with you, it could destroy your career, too. Well, you could get typecasted just like people in Hollywood. Right. And that would be I was just thinking about that. <laughs> what kind of shit luck did he get to have that? I wow. don't know, because I always liked Terry's work, especially in UWF. And he was so which, good. Yeah, which will be the next uh, Dark Side of the Ring. Dark Side of the Ring, is in, in like I said, we've had, we had Evan Husney on the show here. And it's a really... I cannot wait for Herb Abrams. This is going to be sick. Oh, yep. man. And I love that company. I had old VHS tapes of the UWF, and they performed in a lot of um, naked ballrooms, covered, covered in baby oil, <laughs> doused with cocaine and hookers. 
but what a way to go. Holy <laughs> fuck. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, oh, no, it's a, it's a way to go, Jerry. Might not be your, <laughs> may not be your cup of tea, but it's a way to go. Wow. Uh-huh, sure. Naked, covered wanna, in baby I'll, oil and cocaine. I want to pass away peacefully in my sleep. Yeah, okay. Or I go out like, whoa! <laughs> you go out on nature. Drunk, filled up high on cocaine, naked, covered in baby oil and hookers. <laughs> no, he, was, he wasn't married. Oh, I, I want to throw out a name here since we're we're kind of talking about the. Woo! <laughs> what? Why? Why is Herb Abrams prompting Rick Blair? Yeah, I'm not exactly sure, Mikey, but you're the one who was chugging. You were chugging a bottle of barefoot wine like what three, four minutes ago. So what kind is that one? <laughs> Jeez, Mikey. <laughs> Barefoot pink Moscato. I think the bottle costs two ninety nine. Pink Moscato. Horseshit wow, that costs two ninety nine. Hold that bottle up. That's a huge bottle. Look, it's almost, daddy. look, it's almost empty now. <laughs> Don't be snorting a line of ants now. Oh, lick up some piss. Oh. <laughs> Jerry drinking wine out of a pint glass. I can't get over that. Jeez, Pete's. We don't. Uh, we gotta buy some bigger wine glasses. All right. So okay. Once again, before we got distracted here, or maybe I should just drink it out of the bottle. Why not? You know about those X Division guys. Um. So here's here's the deal. If we're talking about the UWF, we're talking about Herb Abrams. You know the first name that comes to mind when I think of the UWF outside of Doctor Death, D. Williams. John Tolis. <laughs> I can't even see him at this who? point. The John coach. Tolis. The coach. John Tolis, who came to WWF and was the coach with Mr. Perfect. I always think of Wild Things. Stevie Ray, is it? Remember? Uh, oh, the other Stevie Ray. Or, yeah, that uh, he wrestled Dr. Death and he caught him on a dive and slammed him in the ring post. Remember we watched that one time? <laughs> when, when Doc Mason said, well, fuck you. <laughs> and rumor has it that he was messing around with Herb Abrams' wife, and so he threw him in there with Dr. Death to teach him a little lesson. Not to be confused with the cocaine of the hookers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, heaven forbid someone screws around with his wife, but he's doing blow off a hooker's ass, but that's not a problem. I want to ask you this question. So, Fonzie, ECW. Hey, Daddy. Awesome guy. Tremendously awesome guy. The whistle, do you think that maybe he was inspired by John Tolis? I have no idea. But there were John Tolis as the coach reminded me of the coach, the high school coach from Greece, with John Travolta trying like the uh, the hurdles. <laughs> I have to look him up now. Coach from Greece. But John Tolis, he just he was blowing that whistle and I thought, hmm. I wonder. I wonder I if don't there was care. any inspiration. I don't care if there was. There I all I know is there were certain nights I'd have to take it easy on the whistle tonight. Oh my god, I'm gonna send this to you. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's John Tolis. I'm actually right. Hold on. 
So for everybody who uh, can't see what's going on, Jerry's laying in his bed drinking Pinot Grigio out of a pint glass. Mikey is proceeding. How much is left? How much is left? At it? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. So imagine the largest bottle of barefoot wine there is. I have no idea what the fuck it is, a gallon or something. He literally is taking long draws off of this thing. He looks like that one comedian. What's his name? That Oh, jeez. Who, Mikey? Oh, he looks like the guy no. on the police show. What was that guy's name? I look no, like King Kong, but five! Look, look at the text I just said. Oh, my God. Yeah. That does look like John Tolis. He looks like that old school comedian. I forgot his name, though. John Tolis. No. You know, my dad told me a story that in the 50s in high school, that they actually had a, uh, a pool in their school, and they had to swim, but they had to swim in the nude. Do you ever heard any stories about that? Not even swim trunks. Shit. In the no. nude, they made them do that in the 50s. John Tolis was a bad fucking looking guy. Holy shit. Is John Tolis still alive, by the way? Oh, passed away in 2009. Look at John Tolis on his Wikipedia page. Well, you know you can't trust Wikipedia. That's a bunch no, of No, but look, this, this is just a picture. Okay. Holy shit. Was he ripped? Did he have his shirt off? Oh, but it looks like he's pretty put together. Looks kind of a scary man. Does that look anything like the coke? Get you, man. <laughs> Mommy. <laughs> What's that smell? Dookie. <laughs> this is oh, ridiculous. Off the rails. You two are already a mess, but then you throw in cheap wine from the grocery. You guys are just. Crazy! How do you spell Tolis's last name? T O L O S. T O or S O L O T backwards. John Tolis. I'm not finding it, Mikey. Come the fuck on! You can't find it. I can't find it. I can't find it on my prepaid phone. You're gonna have to send it to me. Send it to me from your nine thousand dollar iPhone seventy four. I'm just gonna send a picture. Okay, that's all I need. Of John Tolis. So for everybody who doesn't know who the hell John Tolis is and you're listening, go to the WWE Network and – oh, God, what year was that that he was with Perfect? Probably 90. 1991. He was the original coach in uh, in the WWF before Jonathan Coachman. All right. Text message. Does look like a scary man. Jesus. Nothing like the coach you'd expect to see on WWE TV. Well, he had hair in the 90s. When was this picture taken? I'm guessing 50s, 60s. He kind of has All right. He kind of, time to go. Yeah, that's no. it. Show's over. Jerry, Jerry's got to leave. We're Wife's got to go to bed. Storms. And she said, make sure your phone's charged. Oh, shit. Because Annabelle's staying, spent the night at Grandma's and their power was out. Oh, long. that's not allowed. That's a violation of the coronavirus social distancing rule. Whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> not allowed to do it. <laughs> that was a f strange siren. Are you guys all wearing your masks, by the way, when you go out in public? Don't go out. We went to uh, Publix and went grocery shopping, and we both had our masks on and gloves. I haven't left the house since March 16th. <laughs> You're you're full of it. You are so full of shit. You have not. You've left. I've gone into the car, but I've not gone in anywhere. You've gone to your car, as in the driveway, and that's been it. 
Well, I drive, like, if you have to go somewhere, I'll drive. Right. But you've never gone in anywhere, and you don't even care, do you? doesn't bother you. Nope. I ain't wearing a fucking mask. Fuck that. I'll stay home. Wow. Well, if you don't want to wear a mask, then they say stay home. I will. You know, looking at this picture of John Tolis uh, kind of reminds me of – Look out! It's a murder hornet! That's the next fucking thing now. Murder fucking hornet. Next is the homicidal fucking goldfish. I had a ladybug bite me a couple weeks ago. I've never been bit by a ladybug before. Look what happened. You turned pink. (laughs) You turned pink. That's that's so what's going on with these killer hornets here? Um, This is the first I've heard of it. What are you talking about? What's your deal, Lynn? What? Mr. Popular on social media. and I don't know anything about Killer Hornet. Sounds like a sequel to uh, Here we Killer, go. Killer Hornets. I finished the bottle. Does anyone want to – oh, well, okay. I'm, I'm incorrect on this. Does anybody want to take a wild guess where these hornets are from? It's South America. China. No. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, no, I think they're from Japan, but what? Yeah, it says they're from Japan. These these. Oh, how the heck do they get here all the way from Japan? Freaking they go in the fucking hibernation, and then they hatch their fucking goddamn Mothra. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, here we go. Mothra. The little the little uh, the little mini uh, Chinese uh, Japanese women in the cage for Mothra. Wow. Here's a deal with the, uh, they're called the murder hornets. They're not killer. They're murder. Literally, murders in the name. Lance Hoyt's going to be pissed. Stealing his gimmick. The world's largest hornet, a two-inch killer dubbed the murder hornet, with an appetite for honeybees, has found its way into Washington, D.C., where they are taking aim to wiping out... Politicians? Oh, yeah, we really hope. This is a farce. They're one of the most docile and least aggressive wasps out there. But they're called murder. I mean, isn't that kind of an oxymoron? That's like like calling me a fat anorexic. That doesn't make any sense. Well, you're a skinny bulimic. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jesus. I'm feeling warm. Is it hot in here? I'm burning up. I can tell. Because you're both <laughs> fucking four sheets to the wind right now. No, I'm not. Bullshit, you're not, Jerry. I'm looking at you right now. You look like you're at a bachelor party. I'll, ta- I'll take two of Jerry's sheets. So I'll be six sheets. <laughs> his two sheets. And either way, gonna, who gives a sheet? I got eight sheets right here. <laughs> We're back, folks. <laughs> Did you miss the ridiculousness? Oh, fucking hell. I want to go out. The so, giant Asian insect that, with a stinger, could be fatal to some people that they are saying. Well, yeah, someone who's allergic to bee stings and hornet stings, yeah. And some you can die from the coronavirus, too. Look how many people have to keep them EpiPens with them in case they get stung. I refuse so. to do it. <laughs> you used to do what? Inject someone who needs it or inject yourself? I'm supposed to have an EpiPen. You are? You are? What are you allergic to? 
He's <laughs> what did he say? Bee stings. Oh, bee stings. And you refuse to carry one with you? Why? What? Why are you against it? I'm going to fight it off. When I get stung, I'm going to fight oh, it off. Oh, sure. Yeah. Good luck with that. Good luck yeah. with that. Angel yells at me all the time. Until your air passage gets blocked off from the swelling. Mikey goes into anaphylactic shock. Yeah. Says, Fuck He'll it. start talking like Andre the Giant. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Angel is detecting me drinking her wine. Oh. <laughs> Uh-oh, you're in trouble. Look at, me, look, look at Jerry. I am <laughs> looking at Jerry. I'm just very happy right now, the fact that Jer- Jerry has not, uh, he's not done something that he's done the last few times. He's What's that? He's shown that uh, big silver dollar areola you got hanging out underneath that tank shirt. I don't we're have... About, we're talking about how I refuse to have an EpiPen. Uh-oh. Uh, not only did I drink wine, I brought up a bad subject. You done pissed oh. off the wife. What? You're not really drinking my wine, are you? Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Well, oh. Jerry's drinking out of a pint glass, so I figured I'll top that. <laughs> <laughs> and you did. I'm not going anywhere. You better. Is is wine a delivery option at this point? Is alcohol deliverable with the uh, with the Rona going on? Do they deliver wine? I don't think so. Angel said no. That is some horse shit. You know what else but, is bullshit? It's like a drive-thru now, though. They they have a table set up out front, and you just pull up. They ask you what you want. They go in, get it, and give them your credit card or whatever, and you're on your way. Yeah, Hold on a second. I gotta, I gotta, I'll be right back. Yeah, but don't, Jerry, but don't a lot of those places close, like, at 9 o'clock? Like, a lot of the places around here that are open close at 9 o'clock. Like, you can't even, for whatever reason, okay, let's say Megan's working on something for school, right, for her, her students, and we're going to have a late dinner. You can't even order a pizza anymore because places around here that do do carry out or uh, delivery, nine o'clock's the deadline. Oh, I don't know. Do you guys have that in uh, Manchester, Tennessee? I don't know what the deadline is. The cutoff time? I don't, I don't eat late anyway. Oh, look, okay. Sorry. I know you are uh, You're a lot more in shape than I am. I'm just saying, like, if you were hungry, Jerry, or let's say... I don't like eating late because even if I eat, if I the few times I do, yeah, I feel terrible the next morning. I have a food hangover, is oh. what I call it, because you don't even need anything to, to drink or nothing. But if you eat really late, you wake up the next morning just feeling terrible. I, I use a heating pad. Oh man, I love that on the ass. I tell you what, lower it's, lumbar really starts acting up around this time of night. Just put a heating oh, pad under there. You're good to go. Oh no. Oh. Helps the hemorrhoids too. So you're saying you have a sweaty ass? That's sweaty. <laughs> Is that going to prevent you from sharing a hotel room with me at some point, Jerry? <laughs> yes. Wow. Nice. What a good friend. We're down in the lobby. Is that one room or two? Well, we could save money, Jerry. Do you want to stay in my room? No, sweaty ass. Fuck off. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because I know Mikey uh, wouldn't let me share a hotel room with him for anything. Well, we don't want to watch you manscape. Well, I was going to get into that, like, I don't know, 30 minutes ago when I was looking okay. at that picture of John Tolis. So do you guys manscape, either one of you? Yes. Okay. Actually, today, after I what got the fuck are we talking? What the fuck has happened? 
you're both loaded on wine, and I'm asking Jerry how he shaves his balls. So, Jerry, continue. I was just going to tell you about how the hair on my arms were the longest it's been in, like, 25 years. <laughs> so I, after I got done doing the yard work, I got in the shower and shaved my arms and my face. And I just took the electric razor ahead of time and did quickly did my legs. But you had to go straight to the scrotum. Hold What's on, that? hold on, Jerry, hold on. You shaved your legs. Do you still yeah, shave we, your chest? Yeah. It's just part of it's it's ingrained in you at this point, right? From with with well, being in front of people. No. Well, now it, it's it's comfortable because I hate when if you have long hair on your arms or legs and you're outside in shorts and a tank top, and if there's a breeze, it constantly feels like there's a bug crawling on your legs or your arms or whatever from that hair moving around. So it's just comfortable just to have it shaved. <laughs> I don't know. That's my personal preference. What do you have, Sasquatch? I, I, hair that's so long on your legs, it what, feels it like a bug? To, it doesn't hey, Sasquatch! <laughs> <laughs> it's comfortable. No, that, hey, that's fine. But you have to go straight for the scrotum. Well, I mean, that's kind of what manscaping is. I mean, obviously, you know, if you have a, a really hairy chest, and then obviously, you know, you take care of business down down below. Oh, now, do you do? You, uh, let me ask you: We're friends. Come on, we can talk about this. Do you do you dry manscape or do you wet manscape? <laughs> I'm not going to get graphic what the detail. Fuck? I'm just asking the question. Oh my gosh. Because the terrible. demographics of this show are men, and they are predominantly, you know, in their 40s, and obviously that's a thing, you know. <laughs> who, hey, gives, who gives a fuck? Listen, <laughs> I got Tina Turner between my thighs, so I'm just trying to get a little advice here. Let me ask you this question, Jer. What's love got to do with it? <laughs> Yeah, love's got nothing to do with it. I tell you what. Tears sings. Uh, it does. Mikey, do you manscape? No. I do. You are full of shit. Look at that. You manscape. You take care of business, don't you? Come on. I do, and it's dry. You but do, I don't... and you you dry. You, okay, that's good. I just use the electric razor with an attachment because I don't want a big old bush you can grow tomatoes in. <laughs> Okay, so this leads me to my next question. I think we've had enough questions. Mr. No. Freeland, my, now, my. If, if you lose the target weight of 275 pounds, you too could look down and see your own scrotum. <laughs> well, we all have goals. <laughs> Holy fuck. I'm just saying, I manscaped one time, I swear to God, I nicked myself, and I, I bled like Ric Flair. Oh, my God. Oh. It was horrible. Good thing you're not a blonde. Was... Like in something about Mary? <laughs> no, I didn't pull a zipper. We got like, a bleeder. How would that even happen, though? How would you have a zipper go over the schwanz and then continue zippage? That's called. That happen? That's called a movie. I was just about to say, though. That's called hardcore. <laughs> That's called pro wrestling. 
Wow, that is hardcore. That's insane. Yeah, if you keep on zipping. Yeah, if you're going to continue to... Where are we, and what is happening? I'm reaching for something. Oh, my God. What were we looking at just now? That was intense, Jerry. What were we... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. You ever seen a pants tent? <laughs> Mikey looks away. You ever see a pants tent in flannel? Pants tent. Oh, a what? Shit. In flannel? Oh, <laughs> we're in his Christmas jammies. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> ho, ho, ho. Oh, my God. We've been, we've been gone for two weeks, and this is what we're giving people. This is, this is true. You guys are shotgunning fucking cheap, cheap grocery store wine. This isn't cheap. This actually has a cork. Oh, I found a new way to, to take a cork out of a wine bottle. Oh, I don't want to know. I do not want to know. No, you... Uh... Bend over and squeeze. <laughs> the same way he plays ping pong. Hey, exactly. hey, 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 that's enough. We don't need to talk about that. That was once at a day's in. That's enough. Um, you take the a lobby. lighter and you, you, uh, you hold it underneath the stem. You hold you know, it under what? You hold it on the stem. You, you, know, you, <laughs> you, have, to, you have to get the flame going on the neck of the bottle, and then the cork will on. then shoot out. Indeed. I got the fancy cork remover. Yeah, it's teeth. What? Teeth. Teeth. <laughs> no. no, the one where you just plunge it down in and pull it right out. It goes whoop, boop. Do that 50 times and you get a cream filling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, it's a Cadbury egg. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I'll never look at Easter again the same. You could have done without that. Yeah. Oh. Better hope you don't get the one that's caramel filled. <laughs> we'll see you next week. <laughs> Holy shit. The caramel. Oh, God. I changed my alarm to I got you, babe. Oh, Groundhog Day. Every morning it goes off. Somebody put up a sign. Somebody put up a sign on Interstate 80 when you're coming in from New Jersey mm-hmm. where there's a sign that says, Welcome to Pennsylvania. It's still sorry, we're closed. <laughs> so somebody well, put up a big sign that says, We're closed. We're closed. Mm-hmm. But I really, I am really. Not to make light of the situation, but I'm going fucking nuts. It's it's like I'm seriously like I'm going to start crazy cabin fever. It's mm-hmm. kicking the fuck in and over. Groundhog Day. See, I can't tell if you're if you're fail fail or you're really bothered by this. I can't tell because you know, no, I'm fucking bothered. Yeah, oh, Mikey. Jerry will tell you. I uh, this Mikey's beyond me. bothered. Anybody who know anybody who knows me personally will say I can't sit still for five minutes. I always got to be on the go. Always got to do something like this is honestly torturous for me. Do you do yard work, Mikey? I'm sure Jerry could give you some tips. Just the tip. Yeah. <laughs> God damn wine, Jesus! This is ridiculous. You guys are cut off. Well, did you ever hear what happened in 2020 with the coronavirus? (laughs) (laughs) All right. I got to wrap it up here. Well, you better. Yeah. 
Unless she'll be expecting something in nine months. Hey, yo! Oh, oh, no. No more kids. All right. Well, it's it's good to be back. We hope you We didn't talk this. about anything. We did. We talked about a lot of stuff. That's every show. We talked about John Tolis. We talked about uh, Danny Doring. We talked about Jerry's Balls. We talked about how you guys got drunk on the show. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. That is... Fortunately, I will say, going to do it for another week. Uh, front row material. Don't buy shirts. Don't leave us a review. Don't do shit. Don't say hello on Twitter. Don't ask me any questions. I'm not going to be on your fucking podcast. I'm not doing nothing. Well, all right. Well, that I guess that pretty much nips all that in the bud. So I see. I made it nice and easy. You did. We don't. We don't really care. That's that's where we're coming from. <laughs> You know who it is. Yes, sir. <laughs> I probably do. Uh, oh, God. All right, guys. Jerry's got to go to bed. Mikey's going to finish off a bottle of wine. I already and, did that. Uh, oh, it's gone? Yeah. You're a mess. Now I'm all lit up and I got nothing to do but go to sleep. <laughs> Great. Yep. Just That'll do it. We'll catch you next week. Stops.